welcome back to Hunter's Journal. Today I'm going to be doing a podcast on living in the presence because I feel like presence is something that I value a lot, very highly, because whenever I'm with someone, I am always careful and thoughtful about making sure I am with them, like fully, like my soul, my mind, my body, just all there, like eye contact and all that. And it's something that I I don't know, I just cherish it. So I just wanted to dive a little bit deeper on this topic and this idea. So I've been thinking about it for the past about three weeks or so, maybe more actually, so the past month. And I feel like it has really come to a place where it's just, I don't know, it just feels like presence is something that is very difficult to achieve, especially today probably it's always been this way but i have nothing else to go off of except for now (laughs) so especially in like technology we can always blame that for like making us escape into like la la land but i wanted to focus on the idea of actually just being where you are because it is something that i love doing i love going to the mountains just sitting there by myself i have a little spot that i go to and i just kind of think i might journal i might read I have done school there before, like homework, but it is somewhere I just go to listen, just kind of listen to nature and listen to what God might have to tell me in this time, and it is something that has been a big part of my life for the past few months, and just the idea of like trusting that the past has been taken care of and that the future will be taken care of so that I can be in the now where God has me. And I find value in that because he wouldn't have me in the present if he didn't want me to be there. So in my journal, I have a a, a little, it's kind of poetic, it's kind of funny, <laughs> but it's based on my idea of like my thought process on the journals that I've been doing, not like in a synthetic sense, just kind of, I I like named my journals and I just found they represented something that was very symbolic to just like the idea of like becoming who God created us to be. So here it is. From chaos comes the birth of a vision. The vision will challenge you and refine you as the great refiner does. The mirror on the wall will begin blurry and foggy and distorted. The mirror may sometimes fade to black. It may show things that aren't there and it may hide things that are. The vision causes you to look, which will inevitably force you to look at yourself and the stained glass that reflects back at you. We hide, we cower, we fear what the true reflection will behold, because it cannot be rid of. It may alter, but it will tell you things you thought you had escaped. The mirror can cause confusion and dread, but worst of all, it can drag you into the dark pits of despair. Living in the was and the will be, it can snatch you into the past and the future. Things which can both be controlled yet are uncontrollable. That world will not serve you or anyone. Only in the present can we plan. Only in the present can we remember. If you dwell in the future, planning becomes impossible and fantastical. If you dwell in the past, you can never let go. 
We go there sometimes in good spirits, but are blind to how it can taint the present with false ideas of who we are. If you are with a friend or a loved one, and you are in some distant land in your head, you miss out on the beauty of the now. What does presence even mean? How can your spirit and mind and body be in one place at one time? And why is that so hard to do? What does that create when you can do it, though? We seem to split ourselves, causing all of ourselves to be scattered in so many directions. Sure, we have traumas, we have fears, we have regrets and ambitions. We tend to be pulled in so many ways. But how do we rein this all in? What's the process? So this excerpt was from December 31st. It was the last day of the year. I was just thinking kind of summatively as we kind of do at the last day of the year. And it really kind of captures the idea of the present and why the present is so important, but why we go to such extremes going into the future, anxiety and uncertainty that we pretty much are creating ourselves and why we live in the past to an exceptional, or not exceptional, but like a an excessive degree to the point where we can never change and we're stuck with who we were in the past even though circumstances have changed so drastically. And I did mention that we do have traumas, we do have things that come up from the past and fears of the future. But those are things that pull us away from the present and I think it's important to recognize those things as well. So at the time I was writing this, I was sitting in kind of this church, not church, I was sitting in this chapel, outdoor chapel thing at a park and there's like there's like dual chairs and there's like this cross. I was sitting there, I was writing this, and I wrote this. My mind is running. It is tired of running a marathon a day. It's tired of feeling like a failure. It's tired of comparing self to better ones, as in like other versions of myself that I feel are better, which are idealized, and then I see idealized versions of other people because I don't see them wholly. So I was sitting there, and I started writing this because I started noticing my surroundings. So this is what I wrote. There is a dead animal here next to the cross. (laughs) What does this mean? I always do this. (laughs) I try to find meaning in almost everything, which is kind of why my journals are the way they are, and why that past excerpt was the way it was, because... I named my first journal Chaos, I named my second journal Vision, and then the one I'm in now is the Mirror, and that's where those terms came from, which is kind of cool, Makes it's kind of a fun story thing, it's kind of just enjoyable for me, but anyway, what does this mean, the dead animal? On this final day of the year, what is a fresh roadkill next to a cross telling me? The chilly breeze has just come in. No longer is it as humid and warm as it once was. It is Texas. It was late December, which is kind of weird for it to be warm. It was actually hot, but then it started getting cold. And I was like, is this a time of reckoning? Last day of the year, feeling very um, grand, I guess. Something may maybe make a part of me die a little on the inside. What is 
what is right in front of me? What am I seeing that I will have to sacrifice to get to Jesus, to the cross? Sacrifice what? Something seemingly insignificant as a small animal, maybe? What's holding me back, God? Please tell me. So I started just sitting there thinking and just observing. And I noticed so many birds have just arrived, and I hear their chirps loud and clear. I'm afraid now the storm seems loud. I feel seen in it, and it scares me. People poke at my passion, and I shut down. Why? Why do I not get so excited about it? What anger is pulsating through my body? He's coming back. Why? Why is it such a test, Lord? At this moment, it may seem confusing, but there was a guy walking his dogs by me, and he was kind of loud, and I felt, like, seen, and I didn't like that. Like, what I was doing at that moment, I just felt seen, and I didn't want to be seen. I just wanted to be alone and not judged, even though he probably doesn't care at all. And this kind of led into this. The longer you sit still in nature the more it begins to come closer to you. Perhaps God is the same way. Perhaps others are the same way. Why do I long for what is out of my reach? Why do I find the thing that is killing me? Why am I afraid to pick up my head to see what's actually there? Why do I turn to things that confuse me? Why am I, why am I drawn to the beauty of tension? So this kind of brought back to my personal kind of idiosyncrasy idiosyn yeah, whatever that is, of uh, just kind of just sitting there and being and thinking about interesting things that people don't normally think about. And I'm afraid of being seen about that. And it was an interesting thing because if you just like be, if you sit in the present, things around you just start coming in. They want to like see what's happening because it's interesting. Like even the analogy that I had which would actually happen, but like the birds coming in. If I sit still, the birds will start coming around me and nature will start closing in on me because I'm quiet, I'm still, and other people as well, which is a very interesting aspect of living in the present. There's people just find that interesting that you could actually just sit and be because it is something that can be very difficult for people because a lot of people I feel like, and me included, just like, you get in your head, it can be a very scary thing, spirals you go down and keep you up at night, make you short of breath and just feel like anxious, you want to like go somewhere, go away, go away, oh sorry, my paper, I hit it, but yeah, just like everything kind of draws in on you whenever you just kind of sit in the present, I found that very fascinating and profound. So moving on, I felt five days later I, I was having a rough day, and I said this, I feel rage, Lord, and it is tearing me apart. My soul feels fractured and constantly alert and always trying to protect myself from harm and vulnerability. When I sit down to write about my feelings, I get a sense of weariness and hopelessness. I feel like I'll never leave the cycle. I feel like now that I've seen myself in the mirror, that I have little hope of escaping my current season. A season of eternity, of loops, of highs and lows. Why can I not break through the wall? This inward journey feels damp and humid and uncomfortable. I want to leave, but I want to push through. 
Lord, help me. I'm frustrated and confused and so much irritates me. That doesn't feel like me, though. I feel like something is toxic that's living in me. Lord, please allow your Holy Spirit to cast it out. So in this moment, I was really having a hard time with like the season that I was in and like where I was. And I just wanted it to be done. I wanted it to be over. And the more I have thought about it and looked back to this, the more I am kind of thankful for this season. Surprise. Like, believe it or not. Because if my past hadn't happened and if where I am right now doesn't happen, I will never be, I would never have been who I am today. And I would never be in this situation. I would never have the desire and passion that I do now. And I think that's kind of one of the joys. And I've heard this before. And it's just the joy of being in the present where God wants you to be. That is where you need to be. Even if it may seem like endless and eternal. It has purpose and it has meaning that will create who you are, who God is forming you to be. There was one time whenever I was sitting in a hotel room and with my mother and I saw this picture of kind of this, uh, it was kind of looked like you were looking top down view of a parking garage ramp and you saw, you could see all the way down, but you could see the ramp kind of circling down. And I asked my mom like, what do you think of this picture? Because just like the Rorschach like test type thing where you like see an ambiguous painting and your mind like fills things in and it usually can tell a little bit about who you are. So my mom gave hers and then I gave mine, which was, I felt like all I could think of was the word like eternity and eternal. And it really, it speaks to me more now than I did then, but like I just always feel like the season I'm in now will never end. And it causes me to want to just escape, want to escape, go into the past where things were better maybe, go into the future where things will change and be better. And it makes me want to just leave where I am now and not give my time and energy and my soul to where God has me now because he wants me there. He wants me there like, he wouldn't have me here in the present if he didn't want me here in the present. He would have put me in the future if I, if I was supposed to be there, <laughs> you know, where he has been now in the place I'm to be. I don't have to run away. <laughs> I always feel like I do, but like, I don't know. I just feel like it'll never end. And that's kind of where trust comes in. You got to know that God, even though he is eternal, he will not allow our suffering to be eternal. <laughs> So it's kind of something you have to trust God and trust that going forward, he will bring you out of the bondage. But something my professor said was that life is pretty much just contrast. If we didn't have contrast, it would just be like a boring, monotonous, lukewarm life. We cannot have mountains without valleys and through those valleys, it may seem like that's all we're living in. But without those valleys, we can't have the mountains. So I thought that was beautiful. So continuing on, I was at the living room of my home, and I was not sure when this was. Yeah, I actually literally have no idea when I wrote this, but 
I had watched a video on living in the present. It was just kind of like, I don't know, popular psychology stuff. And I just found it interesting. It was the idea of the ego and how the ego wants to maintain who it is. So it causes us to shift who we are in the present because of who we were in the past and who we might want to be in the future. So here's what I wrote. My ego takes me away from the present. My ego survives only in the memory of the past and the ruminations of the future. Did Jesus have an ego that tried to lead him astray? God is fully in the present. He is the great I am. He is the present. Yet we look far more at the future and the past. Those are forever fractured compared to the reality of the present. The fact that we can observe our minds suggests a deeper being, which is from that popular thing, which is interesting thought myself. We might believe that we obtain peace through escaping the world, but it only has brought more suffering. We escape the solitude of the present because we believe we are escaping the grasp of our minds, which takes us on a dreadful trip through regret and anticipation. How do we observe this? Acknowledge the now, the present. Recognize when we slip through the cracks of the present. When have we just been? Are you always just looking for the next pleasure because we believe it will make us happy? Are you avoiding things that are perfectly fine because of the bust? How do we recognize when our minds take control? How can we step back and observe the brokenness that is unfolding in our person? We are not our minds. It is simply a part of our whole being. Our emotions or moodiness does not define us. It simply is a tool, just as the brain is. We let it control us, though, so that it may survive. We root our identity in who we have been. When that's challenged, we get scared because we fear the death of the self. This is a very philosophical idea, and it is interesting because a lot of philosophers, I mean, like, I mean, pretty much all of them, like Kierkegaard, just, they always talk about, like, the self, and, like, whenever it's, it's kind of, it feels like it's almost separate from us, even though it feels like it's all of us. Like, we have emotions, but sometimes we feel, we get so wrapped up in them that we feel like it's all of our being, and it causes us to feel some sort of despair whenever like we might not have these emotions or we might be acting differently or circumstances change causing us to act in a different way can cause us to feel differently and feel bad because we're trying to protect who we have been because it is something that the mind tries to do to survive kind of that natural instinct kicks in to protect ourselves this kind of happened whenever I first came to college, I had kind of built up this self in high school, and I've talked about this in my authenticity podcast, but I built up this person in high school, and I started becoming more comfortable with who I was, my environments that I was in. I was able to handle almost anything that could come my way, and it kind of gave me pride to the point where I felt like I could do almost anything and like talk to anyone. But when I came to college, I... I pretty much lost 
that false foundation that I built for myself. It was kind of like the scaffolding that I had put up for myself, just like kind of got swept, swept away when I came here. And it really destroyed me for a while. I felt like despair and just like sorrow to the point, just like I had to escape. I had to like call back home, just like I couldn't, (laughs) I couldn't like just be who I was because I didn't want to be who I was at the moment. I wanted to be who I was in the past, but it caused me so much pain that I kept trying to go back, but I couldn't, I physically couldn't. All I could do is like text or call, but it wasn't the same. I felt like I was dying, like almost literally, and I didn't know where to go. I felt felt like I was floating in the ocean, just like trying to find my way home but like I can't because I'm in an ocean I'm swimming (laughs) so it is something that is really difficult about the present sometimes is whenever we lose something whenever we lose something that has been a part of ourselves a part of our lives for so long whenever it gets taken away we start grieving about it and start going into sorrow and pain depression and denial And then just like after a while, it just, it may take a long time, but I feel like I've gotten closer to acceptance of just where I am and who I am. A lot of times I'm afraid if I go to a new situation, this will happen all over again, which it could, but I feel better equipped now that I've gone through it, that the present will not be as scary because I'm not as so attached to that past self as I once was. And I've kind of let go more so than before of that future idealistic self that I've created. So to kind of wrap it all up, I wrote this little ending just to, like right before this podcast, just to kind of wrap it all up and just my thought process and like, not really, it's never going to be really an answer in life, but I can always take what I kind of, the perspective that I give, and then you can take it for, you kind of blend it with your own life. So I wrote, who would I be without all my failures, problems, aches, pains, sorrows? We look to the past to see a rose-colored lens version of our story, and compared to the present, we might wonder what we are doing wrong. Every day I ask God why I feel less than I used to be, less than those around me. Little do I know that shame is whispering into my ear, a voice that tells me to shut up because you are worthless, a voice that compares who you are today with every quote-unquote better version of you from the past and tells you that your future will be like your worst memories, a voice that shows me the great highlights of those around me and extrapolates them, extrapolates them to being who they are all the time. Why can't we understand that everyone struggles and fears? Why is it only us? Why is that all we can see? Perhaps we aren't truly seeing others. Perhaps we never allow others to see us, causing them to feel lost, broken, and afraid as well. What causes us to escape the present so often? 
what causes us to neglect what is right in front of us, what's near us. Is it shame? I feel so connected to who I was in my past that when I am with someone who had only known me in my super shy state, then I would change back to who I used to be. It is hard to see that and be present as well. I tend to disconnect from myself in these situations where I feel I might be overwhelmed. I escape from the present so I can escape what I think I know I will feel again. It is stamped in my mind and puts my unfiltered self into a cage. How do I let it out? How can I freely express myself wherever I feel I can? Maybe I escape the present so I can protect who I am now. Maybe I think I am fragile still and need protection from danger. Of course, non-existent danger most of the time for the most part. How can I just love others? Why is it complicated? Why can't the endless stream of questions end? I am begging to be known, but flee from it. When the chance comes, how do I stand my ground?